Welcome to the Ike Packers podcast. Go Pack Go. Patrick Mahomes, KC, Packers win streak. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. Kansas City coming into town. Green Bay, that's the location where it's going down. Will Taylor Swift show up to support Travis Kelsey? Who cares? Because Jordan Love and the boys are going for their third straight victory. It would be huge to knock off Andy Reid and the Chiefs. So we have game preview around the NFL talk and, of course, some Green Bay Packers as always. So thank you for tuning in. Let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Ikestead. I'm your host. And Packers fans, it was a win on Thanksgiving as we were able to hit you with an episode on Friday. So today we have preview of the Chiefs matchup as well as around the NFL talk, Packers talk as always, and more. So I want to thank everyone for joining from the over 100 plus countries. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for interacting with us on X. That's Ike underscore Packers. Make sure you're there for the live tweeting. And also make sure you're there because we are giving away an official Jaden Reed jersey. This weekend, we're going to be going nuts public with it. So Packers fans, if you're listening, you're here early. Send us a DM at Ike underscore Packers on X to get your entry secured for that official Jaden Reed jersey. But we have a great show, so let's dive into it. I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. Packers fans, it's great to be here with you all. Just like Alex said, there's a lot to be excited about. The Packers got that win on Thanksgiving. There's plenty of drama with the turkey leg. I have my thoughts on that. You're going to want to hear those. But that's not all. The Packers have a matchup this coming Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs in a must-win game. Basically, hey, we want to make the playoffs. we got to win every game here on out. And you can take your chances by with an L here or an L there, but I'd rather just run the table like some players have alluded to in the past. I just want to give everyone a, a sense of urgency to enter the uh, Jaden Reed contest one week from today. So basically the episode one week from today is when we're announcing the winner. That's going to be done via random selection. No matter where you are, you can enter. This isn't just some exclusive podcast for just in America. We've got fans all over the world. We've shipped jerseys, uh, jerseys to like Brazil, Mexico, um, so, so one week from today, we're announcing the winner of that. But yeah, you know, Packers, not only do they take on the Chiefs, but they take on the Taylor Swift Army. I'm rocking with the green and gold. I'm rocking with Packers Nation all day, every day. Uh, I can't wait to dive in, man. Let's have a great show. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Yep, Packers fans, starting off with just some around the NFL recap. In the NFC North, the Detroit Lions sit 8-3 atop of the division. The Minnesota Vikings are 6-5, Green Bay Packers 5-6, and, and the Chicago Bears 3-8. and So it seems like a couple opposite stories here, but Green Bay is chasing Minnesota. Last podcast, I want to encourage you, if you haven't checked it out, go back and listen to Friday's episode where we dive into the Packers versus Vikings, kind of both of those teams competing against each other. But on the other side, Cage, I want to just talk about, about the Chiefs division. Uh, you know, the Chiefs division, Kansas City is eight and three. They're like the Detroit Lions. They're a top team again. The Broncos are six and five. Packers face the Broncos. 
I'm actually impressed with how they've turned that around to six and five. They're on a five game winning streak. I don't think anyone wants to run into Sean Payton this time of year. Las Vegas is five and seven. The I, I Raiders, have something to say. And then the Chargers are the four Broncos. and seven. But yeah, go ahead on the Broncos. Well, the Broncos, I made a very hot take in the offseason basically about how I'm not a buyer of uh, Nathaniel Hackett. And I never really have been. I've never drank the guy's Kool-Aid, never bought into what he's selling. And sure enough, he got his chance on the Broncos last year. Pretty much the same team, like, with a few more veterans that they didn't have to trade uh, because Sean Payton kind of got rid of some guys who were dead weight. And he was a terrible coach, man. He got fired halfway through the year. And as of this recording right now, the Carolina Panthers just fired their head coach. So the dominoes are starting to fall. And everyone's like, okay, well, he's back on the Jets now. It's like, look at the Jets. They're awful. You know, their their offense is awful. And, yes, Aaron Rodgers is out. But Nathaniel Hackett, I, I this is no surprise to me. Like, he was – he's not going to help the Denver Broncos win. You actually bring in a competent coach like Sean Payton. You know, he might not be the best coach of all time, but he's certainly competent. He's certainly a quality football coach. And you're seeing the reflection of that, right? Like, it was a – it was a cesspool of just things going wrong to start the year. Um, clearly, Hackett left it in worse position than he found it in. And Sean Payton had to sort through some of that mess. Well, I'm very impressed, like you said, Al. Six and five, if they can do it, any team can do it, right? And, um, you know, Matt LaFleur, got to give him credit. The Packers have won two straight. But it really just is another one of these examples good coaching versus bad coaching it makes a world of difference but yeah they, they do have a pretty competitive division kind of like the packers quietly competitive from the teams you you dismissed early on yep the chiefs on you know they're still the premier of the afc in my opinion and the reason i'm saying that is their defense the chiefs have only allowed 181 points in 11 games so that's like 16 17 points a game that's actually less cage than the cleveland browns have allowed they've allowed 209 the pittsburgh steelers are around 205 baltimore ravens have allowed 187 i'm actually looking at it right now chiefs have the best defense in the nfl in turn or second best besides san francisco okay second best in terms of points allowed in the nfl that's kind of the sleeper here with this chiefs team is they have an elite defense we know what they can do on offense and on offense cage, you know, they're led by Patrick Mahomes. They've got Travis Kelsey. MVS. They've got MVS. <laughs> they're loaded. What, what is, I guess, your initial reaction when you, when you hear about this upcoming game? How are you feeling today? Well, I feel like we can go in and beat anyone. And like I said on Friday, Packers fans, Jordan Love's start against the Chiefs a few years ago when Aaron Rodgers was out due to a, uh, you know, mysterious cold or something like that um basically the Packers lost a close one Jordan Love played his heart out and it was like a 10-7 game where I believe that that loss early in Jordan Love's career is going to basically let the cards fall where we're going to get this win I just have a feeling kind of like I had a feeling the Packers gonna we're going to get that win in Detroit and I do have an optimistic feeling but as you know from listening to this show I'm a huge fan of tight ends and what they bring to the offense. Obviously, you see Tucker Kraft breaking out a little more. 
get well soon, Luke, Luke Musgrave. But all these successful teams, whether it's the 49ers, the Chiefs, whoever, they seem to have a, uh, a really, really, really talented tight end. That's where you start in a Kansas City's offense, right? Great offensive line, great tight end, who is an extension of the offensive line. So, so that helps the running game, right? They, they've actually had a lot left to be desired from their running backs. But overall, their offense, they've been doing just fine. I will say one of the weaknesses since they've traded Tyreek Hill is they, is they haven't really had that, like, go-to second, uh, you know, number one guy, like the guy to step into his place. You see guys like Rashi Rice, who we had on the show last winter. As He's a rookie. He's doing pretty well. You saw guys like uh, MVS, who came from the Green Bay. You know, he, he ended up getting a Super Bowl with the Chiefs his first year. However, he did drop, like, the game-winning touchdown catch uh, like a week or two ago. And if you haven't seen that highlight, it's pretty crazy because I, I love pulling for MVS, but he does have, like, a deep ball catching problem. And it's one of the biggest frustrations about him. So I'm sure Chiefs Nation, Patrick Mahomes, everyone was kind of like head in their hands. What do you even say at that point when he dropped that huge, perfectly placed bomb? It happens. But but I think that if the Packers are going to win this game, it's going to be hard-nosed, hard-fought. And it might just come down to, man, like a mistake by one of their young receivers or their running backs. Like maybe MVS bobbles a pass and uh, – you know our receiver Valent or our cornerback Valentine or or, or Jonathan Owens or, or Rudy Ford who might be back. They pick it up and run it back to the house. Like I think it's going to be won or lost at the fringes. I think uh, the Packers are going to keep Mahomes from having an all-world game. I think they're going to zero in on Kelsey. Okay. Um, but I think that the Chiefs are still going to get theirs, and it's going to come down to, like, can we make their medium guys make mistakes? And I think we can. I think that's where the victory lies. Alex, anything to add to what I said about the offense? What are your thoughts? My feeling is right there. There's optimism. There's belief that the Packers can upset the Chiefs. And actually, Packers fans, I feel more than just, oh, there's a chance. There's a legit reason why the Packers need to upset the Chiefs here at home Sunday night, and it's because there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Again, Mm -hmm. looking at the Minnesota Vikings, they have a pretty easy finish to their season as well. Packers have a favorable schedule, but that means Green Bay is going to have to go 5-1, 4-2 to even have a shot at 9-10 wins to make the playoffs as a wild card team. So it is totally doable, and I think that chip on the shoulder, two straight wins, Green Bay is going for a third. Let's let's like cap off that hat trick with a win over the Chiefs. That would just be huge momentum. But it's easier said than done. And, and the reason, Cage, I think the Chiefs moved away from Tyree Kill. The reason they're rolling out with Marta Marquez Valdez Scantling is simply because of the cost. You can't have mm-hmm. receivers making twenty plus million. When you're also paying a top-tier tight end and, and the best quarterback in the NFL. So mm-hmm. what have the Chiefs done? They've gone out and got Sky Moore. He's one of their He's targets. He's a good guy. Yeah. Receiver. Keep an eye on Sky Moore, as well as Rasheed Rice, who was on the Ike Packers podcast in the pre-draft process. I really wanted this guy for Green Bay. He, he resembles Devontae Adams. He really was the secret sauce at SMU. If you've been paying attention to Tanner Mordecai at Wisconsin this year, he's not the guy. But Rasheed Rice, he's got 527 yards receiving this year, 44 receptions, five touchdowns, a little better stats than a Jaden Reed. He's looking really good. And then that deep option you mentioned, Cage, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. So between those two young receivers, Moore and Rice, Scantling's kind of that deep threat. You got Travis Kelsey to clean up the the middle. They've got everything they need on offense to score points, and Andy Reid knows that. Where I see this team kind of, you know, 
where it could be a game is Green Bay has to hold the Chiefs to low points. They cannot be scoring a ton of points because this chief defense is legit, especially mm-hmm. in the pass rush. So Chris Jones, the defensive tackle standout, he's already got seven and a half sacks cage and he's only played in 10 games. So he's just always destroying, you know, the game when he's on the field. But George Carl Laftis, this was a guy we were looking at in the pre-draft yeah, we know process all about as him. well. Yep. Defensive end. He's actually got eight sacks cage and 40 tackle or 35 tackles already those are better numbers than Rashawn Gary has Packers fans so it's really like the Chiefs are loaded the Chiefs are loaded they're going to be sending everyone they have after the great man Leo Chanel who's also got three sacks as a linebacker cage so this team gets sacks uh expect love to be under heavy heavy pressure which to me does not really say recipe for you know success but if Green Bay can also hold, you know, the Chiefs to, to low scoring totals, there is a chance that this team can win the game. Let's take what the Broncos did well. They held the Chiefs to sub 10 points and, and, mm-hmm. and look through that tape. I mean, the Broncos are yeah. no special team. They give up that 70 spot to Miami cage. So clearly coaching, it is a factor here. Do you, do you believe in Joe Barry's defense to hold the Chiefs to say, let's say below 20? I do, man. I, I'm not worried about the defense. It was actually a perfect segue because my next point I was going to say, I want to talk about the coaching matchup because we're about to see once again, every time in Matt LeFleur's career when he's gone up against a very, very, very talented head coach with some stakes at, on the line, he's usually gotten taken to the cleaners. And, you know, maybe say what you want about uh Thanksgiving's game versus the Lions. It was a midseason game, you know, hardly playoff elimination from that game, but it was a decent game and we got the win, so I want to give credit where credit's due. But this is going to be uh, Sunday night football, Matt LaFleur versus Andy Reid. And if the Packers get destroyed, man, like it just kind of adds to the thesis that LaFleur is a talented, you know, guy and he's a nice guy, but. Will he ever be able to do it when it matters? Because so far, that hasn't been something he's been proven he's been able to do. You know, Andy Reid can do it when it matters. It didn't work out for him in Philadelphia with the Eagles. I'm sure everyone was kind of like, dang, writing this guy off when he didn't really get anything uh, accomplished there besides a bunch of regular season wins and stuff like that. I have to admit, I was skeptical they went to the Chiefs, but he's he's been in the with the Chiefs for 10 years now. He's got two Super Bowl wins. You know, I think he's got three Super Bowl appearances, three or four I mean, the guy is legit, and he's a good coach. We're about to see just how great of a coach he is on Sunday night. Uh, can LaFleur hang with him? You know, can the Packers players hang? Well, these guys are NFL players. They have swag. They have talent, as we've seen. I think it's going to tell us a lot about whether LaFleur is the guy. Like, man, to be honest, if Matt LaFleur goes and runs and, and runs the table or goes like 5 or 6-1 and one to end the year, I'm going to give him the man an apology because I don't think – if he gets us to the playoffs, I'll be like, look, I was wrong. I was wrong on this. I thought that he might have not been the guy to go forward. But if he gets us to the playoffs in the Jordan Love, you know, year one of this era, when we have this talented defense, we have these, you know, talented team, but we're for sure underachieving in the opening weeks. Like, I'm, I'm going to be the first to line up and say, hey, I was wrong. I was wrong about this. But that's the what I have my eye on this week, Packers fans, is Matt LaFleur versus Andy Reid. It, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Joe Barry, he came to play last week. You saw him getting fired up. Um, Alex, do you have faith in LaFleur to guide us to victory here? 
I've got faith in 10 Packers fans. Yeah. I'm, I'm not so confident in LaFleur. Uh, he's coming off his best game. Let's not drink his Kool-Aid. Let's, let's see him do it again, right? Can't look past this game. Everything should be on this game. And the main focus for me is on turnovers. So the Chiefs, they protect Patrick Mahomes extremely well. They've allowed only 14 sacks. That's like a sack a game. So don't be expecting to be getting to Patrick Mahomes in terms of the sacks. It's going to have to take cage turnovers. Someone making a play yeah. on, on, on defense with the interceptions. And on the flip side, if you look at the Packers the last two games, Jordan Love has not thrown a single turnover. You know, he, he's, he's been no interceptions. And be, before that, he was actually leading the league in interceptions during that little bit of that five out of six skid the Packers are on cage. So the turnover you know, margin is so critical for this Green Bay team. I believe that if Jordan Love can protect the football, make accurate throws, build off last week, Packers will win this game. I think they're they're humming right now behind their leader, and it doesn't really matter if they don't have Aaron Jones. I'm almost thinking good at this point. Let's figure out who we have. Let's keep the guys. No more rotation. No more, you know, he's in. He gets his job back. No, let's go with the guys who have earned it. This is late in the year. I think, as you said, if they make the playoffs, I'll issue an apology as well. But it, it's going to start with knocking off the Chiefs. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. They eat, I'm not they gonna eat get... teams like us for breakfast dinner i'm not gonna get too ahead of myself just because the packers have won two straight like think about it go expanding off my andy reed point staley for the chargers is an incompetent coach you know the amount of talent on that team the amount of results like that's a terrible coach so it's not it doesn't say much for the packers to beat them frankly like it really doesn't because every team is really kind of beating the chargers so the floor he did you did get the win on the road versus Dan Campbell. I'm giving him that credit, but it's not like he's like going on this miraculous run of out coaching guys. You know, there are outliers and there are trends. We'll see if he can make this a trend of kind of proven, hey, his X's and O's are better than the other guys' X's and O's. Alex, I put the stats on X, uh, Ike Packers on X about where the Packers' offense ranks. You know, our defense kind of is, is carrying us this year. Uh, keeping us in games offense as you mentioned you know it's been better these last two weeks but it's still not the strength of the team and that is LaFleur's area of expertise it's gonna be interesting man you know one thing I want to hit I think just before we maybe get into some broader NFL talk is Packers Nation seems to be or a lot of Packers Nation seems to be um pretty upset about this whole Jordan Love turkey leg uh debacle and it's very interesting to me because I missed it completely. And I've been watching Packers football my entire life. And we've been playing on Thanksgiving pretty much my entire life. And, and this is the first year in my entire life I even heard of the turkey leg. And then there's some sort of outrage about it, too. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, what is all this stuff I'm seeing about the turkey leg? You know, Greg Olson grabbing the turkey. They didn't have a turkey leg for Jordan Love. It's like, and, and fans are literally writing into Ike Packers DM saying, guys, like, what's your thoughts on the turkey leg? What's your take on the turkey leg? So, so I'll say something like, frankly, it's not even worth racing brain power on, right? Like, I could care less. It doesn't matter at all. It doesn't affect my life at all. And it didn't really affect Jordan Love's life at all. You know, if we've been able to make it this far and build Ike Packers and, and really just create all this great community without even, you know, paying too much mind to the turkey leg, I think that just, you know, it's a tradition, but, like, why is it, why are we really talking about this, right? Let's talk about the, the three TD passes Jordan Love just threw. Let's talk about, you know, his post-game interview, how he was cool as a cucumber, how he's actually, like, a, 
he's a cold, calm, collective hey. leader guy that I wouldn't want to go up against. But just to wrap up about the turkey leg thing, it's like we got the real victory. You don't need a turkey leg to feel like you've won uh, on an NFL Thanksgiving. You need to just get the win. And no one cares. Really, no one cares. Uh, I don't think a single player cared about that. But I certainly don't. And I'm on KC. What's your take on the turkey leg, Al? I forgot what you called it a few weeks ago. But this is essentially we don't need to be celebrating individual game wins and blowing like the credit all over you know this Packers team needs to show more bottom line if you want a turkey leg you beat the Kansas City Chiefs we'll get you a turkey leg exactly and exactly that's fair until otherwise we don't need to be celebrating really anything because Cage at five and six the Packers find themselves in a group with the Cincinnati Bengals they find themselves in a group with the uh, New Orleans Saints and Los Angeles Rams as five and six teams. And all three of those teams, besides the Packers, have lost their starting quarterback this year. And I would kind of, you know, if I had to just kind of evaluate those teams besides the Rams, say they've generally underachieved. So when I'm looking at the six and five teams on it, I mean, the Cage, there's teams like, you know, the Broncos, the Colts, the Houston Texans. These teams have better records than the Packers. And they've overachieved. So I, no I don't care about, about a turkey leg. No. I don't care about anything until we're back to 500 and standing in front of the Packers and their 500 really. But even even that's not good enough. The Kansas really, City we got to get to the playoffs. Like like no one in the, no one should be caring about a turkey leg when we're not in a playoff spot. I think that's like the appropriate do your job expectation of this year. Look, we're not expecting to win the Super Bowl. John Alexander, nobody should be laughing. <laughs> yeah, like really the year Jair said that, and that was one of the most epic lines. And I that think what you said, year, Alex, is, is just hits the, hits the nail on the head, man. Like, if you want a turkey leg, beat the Chiefs, and I'll email you the whole freaking turkey, bro. Or I'll, yeah. I'll mail you the whole turkey, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll pay the extra to keep it hot, whatever. And I think that that's going to mean a lot more to Packers fans. Like, yeah, I uh, I think you made a great point. We can't be we can't be worrying about nonsense. We have to keep the main thing the main thing. And yeah, and here's why. I, I think, here's um, why. Because yeah, this year, Packers fans, maybe you feel the same way I do. But who is even the MVP? Who is that team above and beyond? We're looking at the Chiefs here this week as you know the reigning champions probably the best team in the league if you ask most people unless you say the eagles but cage i'm not really seeing the same level of dominance that i've seen in years past where if the packers get to the wild card i mean this is one of those years where it's anyone's game Mm -hmm. if you get to the wild card you may actually be able to make a run some of these teams making the wild card like a broncos like some of these they're dangerous cage because they've got experience you know they've got enough Talent Imagine Russell Wilson in the playoffs. I mean, he's won a ring before. He's been a he's damn near won two rings. You know, I mean, he, he, he might be the MVP. In, he would have had two rings. I don't know who what? is the MVP. Packers fans, write us in. Who you think the MVP is? Do you really think it's Jalen Hurts? Do you really think it's Jared Goff? Do you think it's Patrick Mahomes? Do you think it's Miles Garrett? I don't think. I don't who, think there's a single think? player. Yeah, I don't think there's a single player running back. You know, wide receiver or. Tyree Tyree Kill, they're talking about him for MVP, and he said, hey, don't look at me. Look at Alec Engel. We said, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting. Uh, I, I think it goes back to my point of just keeping the main thing, the main thing. Like, accolade talk, Stroud might be the MVP. Bro, I get out of here. Get out of here, bro. Come on. Come on. Let, let's bro, keep bro, it. That's what we're looking at right now. That's we're not looking, looking at, at that. No, see, see, we're looking at the Chiefs. I think that there's a lot of noise. Let's look at the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if you don't want to look at the Chiefs, something else you can look at is where the Packers draft picks are currently projected at as it pertains to what the New York Jets owe us and what the Bills owe us. So as we record this, the Jets, Packers fans, you know, I just got to say it. I always knew Tim Boyle was a waste for roster spot, too. I, I like it's one of those things you don't really tweet out on Ike Packers because you don't want to seem cruel. Um, but but you know it. You're like, what is this guy even doing on my roster? And Tim Boyle got the start. Uh, you know, he's obviously on the Packers now because Aaron Rodgers likes him. Or, or excuse me, he's on the Jets because Aaron Rodgers liked him, followed him over. And he got the start. He tried to heave a Hail Mary to end the end the half, and it ended up being short. It ended up being an interception, and it ended up getting taken back for a pick six. Like, Oof. at that point, you should just retire. Um, but, yeah, man, I, I think, uh, you know, Super Bowl or bust, keep the standards high. Speaking of Focus the, on the Chiefs, yeah, where are where are draft picks? I know the Chiefs pick is looking at thirty nine right now, so it's like, hey, it wasn't that first rounder, but they're the seventh worst record. So, so the the Jets draft Talking pick, the Jets, the, yeah, the Jets draft pick that's owed to the Packers is as of this recording thirty ninth overall. That is a great player in the first round territory. Buffalo six that and six, slips. my man. Buffalo just took a late loss to the Eagles. Devastating, devastating, devastating for anyone who's a Bills fan. They're now six and six, so that means our pick for them is like I think 72, 73, something like that. Or it might be in the low eighties. Uh but yeah, you know, I mean we got our picks, we got their picks, and their picks are looking valuable it's good stuff. It's good well, stuff. It, it shows what Green Bay knows to be the winning recipe. And Packers fans, it is selling your players. It is, and, and I love Rizul Douglas. That one I'm not so you know happy about. But in general, the concept. This is what you got to do. You got to trade your players. You got to trade the guys, and you do not need to oversign people in the NFL because it's a hitter league. When they get that money, they no longer want to be hit. Prime example, Alan Lazard. Dude talked up as if he is some of the greatest player that we've ever seen at the wide receiver yeah. position. This guy's he broke. He's got 290 yards for the Jets cage, a massive contract, and he was a healthy scratch. Same with so Randall Cobb. I mean, what a, you know, Packers, what a waste. at a certain point, it's like, let him walk. Let them walk or yeah. trade them. Or tr- better yet, trade them so you get something, right? Like, Well, it's basically... It comes back to the concept of buy low, sell high. And buying low in the ultimate way. How do you buy low in the NFL, right? Pakistan's like, how do you apply this theory? Well, in the draft, it means drafting them on a rookie deal. If you're signing them, it means signing them, uh, you know, basically uh, waiver claims, it mean, like a Residual Douglas, like a Devontae Campbell. Um, it might mean something like bringing in a Reggie White, bringing in a Charles Woodson on a free agency flyer. Um, those are basically all like buying law opportunities in my opinion like 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 okay maybe the the reggie white maybe the charles woodson some people would say well you're not going to get those players um you know just like anywhere but i would say maybe even look at the charles woodson uh picture is a better example because he was a, a super talented guy who didn't have his best years in oakland like his best years were in green bay if you ask me so we took a chance on 
untapped upside. That's kind of what I meant to say. You know, you it's not in a good business to basically be like paying all these guys um, a ton of money, like Alan Lazard, like Randall Cobb, like whoever, like even David Bakhtiari, Aaron Jones, these other guys. Because frankly, they just stopped giving an F. You know, if someone yeah. handed you $100 million, someone handed you $20 million, like why go out there and get hit by a bus like these guys do on the football field? Like, you know, every weekend you can say, coach, my toe hurts. I'm going to collect my $1.4 million game check sitting by the, the warm bench heaters you know it's like that is much easier to just finesse your way into not playing like why you don't pay <laughs> like and, and then that is that is kind of like an expansion of alex's point so i want to give credit to rashawn gary because we were on yeah. him he finally got his first sack since signing the extension and guess what all three of those sacks were a huge impact in our victory he actually impacted the game and was a direct reason why we won that's not like giving him praise that is exactly what we expect from him now that he's a hundred million dollar man so it's like okay you paid Rashawn Gary it wasn't looking so great now it looks like okay it's feasible but what will he do going forward if, if he's this Rashawn Gary going forward then everyone can just be really happy really excited but if he's not you know it just adds to the long list of, of times that teams not just the Packers but teams may may overpay these guys and they just stop really trying they stopped impacting the game they stopped caring uh you look at Justin Jefferson right he knows that his next deal is going to set the record for receivers so he's pretty much put in his work but all of a sudden he doesn't want to play Vikings went from having an incredible win streak to you know now they're now they're skinny again he's like oh man like I'm out my hammy hurts but it's frustrating me it's like I guarantee they don't give a you-know-what about the hammy. His agent's saying, you're not getting on that football field till we get the, the deal done and we get you $100 million plus guaranteed. And guess what? He's probably going to drop off after that. I'm going to make, I'm going to, you know, He's gonna maybe he'll have out. a good season, but, like, how will the Vikings do? Will they drop off after that? Probably similar to what the Raiders did trade when they them. signed and traded for Devontae. So it's like, yeah, I mean, um, you I know. I mean, if the Vikings point, traded so, Justin Jefferson, I would be scared. But if they sign him. I won't be selling high on Razul Douglas looked to be a pretty good move. He's impacting the bills. We're getting a pick. We've righted our fortunes here. Give credit to Goot. We'll see if he blows the third rounder. We'll see if he's around to make the third rounder. It's going to be interesting. Alex, any other around the NFL talk you might want to get to? I want to, I want to focus back on just like the green Bay Packers and just one player specifically. Jair Alexander has now, really kind of for this cage i mean where is this guy this season right like what are we going to get out of jair and packers fans this is going back to the greater discussion is we've got two rookies or like young guys in there right now with Keyshawn nixon and our our secondary looks okay i mean these guys are these guys are looking good so it just kind of adds to that point of like spending money all the time there was this trend where we were just blowing bag on guys at the top and now we've got a cornerback with zero interceptions who's our highest paid player supposed to be our leader he's not even out there we're really looking at who the most important players are on the team and and to your point about Rashawn Cage he's showing he might be that most important player on defense right like let's see him follow it up with another good yeah, game yeah we'll see i'm we'll not going to anoint him all that you know but like yeah. that's kind of what we're seeing we're seeing okay jordan love is that most important guy on offense to he's me, the most important guy on the team he's it's the most important obvious. guy on the team yeah. And it's like on defense, we've been wondering, like we've signed a lot of guys. We've been wondering who's really going to be that difference maker 
And I think, you know, it's a question. We'll see if Jair goes this week against the Chiefs. I'm not so confident he will, but he needs to kind of get himself back into the swing of things and going. So that was my final my final point on the Packers. I think he's a, he's a guy to watch, but it's like I almost like rolling with the Valentine-Valentine duo. You know, like these young guys are hungry, Cage. They're trying to make plays. We'll see how they do against the Chiefs. Um, those are kind of my final thoughts around the league. Well, well, what's I just the think one it's an open season. Yeah, on the Packers, Jordan Love's been the only, like, he's really been the only star to kind of be there every game this year. Um, you know, maybe there's been another one I'm forgetting, but Bakhtiari, no. Jones, no. Elton Jenkins, no. Uh, you know, no wide receivers, no. Christian Watson, no. You know, um, defense, you know, Devondre Campbell, no. Jair, no. Uh, Rashawn Gary, inconsistent. Kenny Clark, inconsistent. Okay, let me read off the guys who have played 11 games. Okay. Keyshawn Nixon, Dog. Preston Smith, doing TJ, his job, actually doing his job. T.J. Slayton, doing his job. Hopefully, Sean Gary has played in eleven, but it doesn't. He's had snap what? limitations in three, right? So okay, keep that okay, in mind. Yeah, Kenny Clark, he's been there. He's been there. Hasley Enagbare. Okay, Kenny Devon. Clark. I will say, Kenny. He's made some big plays, but some games it seems like he's a ghost. Kingsley Enigsbari, like, this guy has gone ghost. I don't know where he's gone. You're telling me he's played in 11 games and I've, like, barely seen him at all? I'm telling you Romeo Dobbs has played in 11 games. And he's, he's somehow at 7 ATDs. Hey. Despite being relatively him. invisible. You know? <laughs> A.J. Dillon's played in 11 games. Yes. Shout out to A.J. He's getting better Tucker better. Craft. Tucker Craft, 11 games. He's getting better. Like, can we just please cut Deguara now? Like, I mean, what, what are we waiting for? But uh, let's let's keep moving on. Then you got Jordan Love, eleven games cage, and that's you're about saying it. it's not that long of a list. Yeah, I'm saying it's and, not a long list. And yeah, man, I think that uh, it's something that the Packers <laughs> do need to iron out. They do need to just keep their guys in the field. Um, it, you know, it's like maybe this isn't the time in this place and time where I'm gonna you know, drive my stake in the ground and just go off on the Packers training staff. But, hey, it's common, Packers fans. You know, someday we will have to do that because we just got to get these guys exact here. Time. You know, when good thing, when good players are on, the, like, basically when you have some element of consistency, right? Like, imagine you're with a team of people doing a task. You don't have to have, like, 28 players. You know, you just have to have, like, some bodies at some point, and you can get the task done. And, and I think that's kind of what the Pack uh, – showing you know like if they could just get some of these guys out there they don't need to have like every single star out there but it'd be nice to have like some you know and um it just makes them look really bad when they sign these deals and they just they're, well, they're i think with time the transition from rogers high, right like what we've seen packers fans is rogers removed from two franchises this year packers and jets and really you've got a bunch of players that you don't need on both rosters it just took removing rogers to finally figure it out and Cage, you're like, luckily, sometimes you got to see the other side. You got to lose kind of your best player to kind of see <laughs> what the other guys can do. Like, is any is this guy carrying everybody? Is this guy like doing 90% of the weightlifting? Turned out he probably was. Probably was. So, Packers fans, we have a joy of a game this Sunday night at the or against the Chiefs at home, Lambo. We're doing a giveaway. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you leave a five-star review. That's going to be a way you can earn an entry. So if you haven't left a five-star review, 
Leave one right now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Send, send us screenshots, shot. and we'll give you that That's entry we'll in there. And, uh, Cage, any final thoughts for our listeners today? Yeah, Packers fans, victory or bust. Victory or bust. We have the Chiefs. We fear nobody. We're behind Jordan Love. It's team love. And let's get this victory. We don't fear the Swifties. We're rocking with Packers Nation. And I'm going to take those chances with Packers Nation every time. So thank you for having me, Alex. Go Pack Go forever. Go Pack Go. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans, go Pack Go.